and welcome back to the Movie Breakdown. I'm your host, Paul, and I have my incredible co-host, Yvonne Carlos, the actor, the What's extraordinary. Up, so guys, this week we are going to inter we are going to interview, not the interview. We're going to review The Invisible Man. And and to me, it's um probably the breakout movie of the year because it's just a uh, a nice spin on the story. Um, interesting and I, I'm, I'm definitely putting it in um, the first three months of the year a movie that i'm i'm looking to see what it will fall i don't necessarily it's going to be oscar or, or golden globe but I, I think it's a good for the first three months of the year well, definitely a good movie yeah i agree so um so how's everything going you yvonne pretty uh, great this movie was pretty interesting i vibe with it um you said that it's a good spinoff of the original. I haven't seen the original. Well, the remember, um, let's uh, fill in our audience. One, um, for the movie breakdown, what we do is we give our our um, our grade at the beginning of the movie because we actually talk all spoilers. So what we want you guys to do is we want you to watch the movie and then come back and hear us gab about it. And um, we actually have now gotten uh, a pretty a nice library of reviews in the can. So I really hope that everyone will go back and listen to it. Most recently, um, by the time this is um, on the YouTube channel, um, we have a review of Knived Out. We have reviewed... Um, Pretty the, much all the of break. the Oscar nominees yeah. for Best Picture. Yeah, so I really think you guys should go back and to uh, really look at our reviews. And I hope you guys tell everyone about our our picks because we're very straight and honest the concept is yvonne is an actor i'm a photographer videographer so we really have different opinions um maybe like sisker and ebert um kind of a concept <laughs> you know well i mean we do have a thin guy and i do have a chubby guy so we <laughs> so um yvonne what did you, what was the, well, oh, you asked the question. Your question was, you didn't see the original. Well, yeah. let's, um, I it came out I jumped. in the 50s. No, that's the 50s. When did it come no, out? No, the 30s. Oh, it was whoa. part of the original monster. So Universal has this monster universe, including the werewolf, the invisible man, Count, uh, Count, Count, he's the vampire. Count um, Dracula? Count Dracula. Also, the man from the uh, from the lagoon from um, and the where where oh, I said the werewolf. Oh, oh and the mummy. So okay. that's what they've been working on trying to make a monster universe. Oh, cool. So the original. So that is an interesting spin. Yeah. That's okay. a, so the the original monster, the original Invisible Man. The story is that the, the gentleman makes a a um, recipe or a potion that causes him to go invisible and then he slowly but surely goes insane because um, power corrupts all in most senses. So having the ability to literally go anywhere you want, do whatever you want. Does he stay invisible the entire movie or mm -hmm. does he go in and out of being invisible? No, no he's actually, he's not. He's uh, like stuck Spoiler, spoiler. Unlike in this modern take, it's not a technological. He's taking a potion mm. or some that he's permanently invisible. Gotcha. So the only way that you can see him is that you put paint over top of him. He wears a jacket. He wears yeah. And it actually, because it's shot so early 
in movie cinema, everything's done practical. So it's actually, in fact, I, I wish we had more time to hang out, guys. You, you guys only hear our reviews, but Yvonne is very uh, slowly but surely becoming a very well-known and valuable co commodity. So his time is very limited, but I would really love for you to see the original. I definitely want to watch the original. And it's in black awesome. and white, cool. and there's five movies. So like, oh, it's wow. very in the um, universe, um, um, the universe, but... Um, 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 what's the, the what's sequence? the what's the theater what's the um, the movie theater and also park? Um, I'm, I'm having a brain crunch, guys. Today. Yeah. That's named Universal. Universal Universal Studios? Studios. So Universal Studios is the one who owns the monster. Got you. Okay. Got you. So they have the rights to that. Yeah. Got so it. that's their whole thing. And um, so there's a whole trilogy that are all from like the 20s, the 30s, and the 40s, and I. And maybe it's maybe it's not the twenties. Maybe it's the thirties and forties. But either way, it's it's all black and white. It's really really That's cool. That's sick. Yeah, um, we should remind them on how we. Uh, yes. Well, why we don't you go ahead and put it? Um, so we do a one star to five star. We don't do zero stars, correct? Well, Have we ever rated anything with zero stars? Well, 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 tell them what a zero star is. Well, a zero star is a movie that is the best movie that you've ever seen because of how terrible it is. Right. Um, you, you, what's the word that you call it? Hilariosity. A hilariosity. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, a movie that is so hilariously terrible that you have to watch it. Right. Um, prime example. Cats. Sky, oh, whoa. Cats. I haven't, okay. Cats. He, that, he <laughs> had that one in the gun, folks. <laughs> I would say Skyscraper with yes. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is definitely a zero. Hilariosity. And then from there, you go from one to five, five being a quote-unquote perfect movie that you would recommend to anyone and recommend to rewatch at any time because it's that good. And then obviously, a one is not that great at all, but right. not a hilariosity. So I guess it would be worse to be a one It is worse to be a zero. One because a one is a movie you should never see. Yeah. So that's why it's a one. And a zero is so... I'm trying to think of examples of a one. So an, an example of a one would be, let's just give them a description. A one would be like, there's no, they have no script. Like they, they literally did everything um, in post, meaning they just, just oh, made yeah. up their own lines. And like the story, they cut out four, four different um, portions because the studio thought that it would be a better flow. But then the story is all messed up. Like the character is running and the next scene she's sitting like okay, yeah, like I feel you. Like stupid stuff that studios do for like time crunches, or they think, oh, because we sit on a board, we know what movies are bullshit. That's like, why the director. Yeah. That's why the director. You pay the director. Let the director Direct. edit, edit, and and cut, and let the person who cuts the movie cut the movie. Yeah, that makes sense. And then I, hey, if you're not, if you can't, if you can't understand from my perspective, that when you are the creator and. You have the actor. You pay the actor to do the job. So Yvonne's done his job, and now I failed him because I can't. Why'd you fail me, Paul? Because I can't cut it the way it needs to be. Why'd you do that, Paul? It's because the board made me fuck it up. <laughs> why did that happen, Paul? Because they have too much power. <laughs> I mean, that's why power. we all. That's why we have Star Wars, the original three movies, because mm -hmm. George Lucas refused to give up his control over it. So when he went to Fox. 
he had a contract with them stating that they wouldn't have control over the cut of the movie. Interesting. That's why the movie is starts the way it does. That's why the story is the way it is. That's why to this day he he can go back and make alternates. And that's why even to this day, to when they added the movies to Disney Plus, he changed it again. I don't know if you were aware. I didn't know that they added two other scenes that were one tenth of a second, just just to be like, "Fuck you, I can do it." And I, it was in the can- <laughs> No, seriously, that's they kind changed. of awesome. Like in the canteen season, he and the canteen season see, scene, mm. he added um, another character, just because. Whoa. Like wow. it pops up and like you know, that's the song. That's hilarious. Okay, we could talk about Star Wars all day. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that's another thing on the list. Um, we'll probably review older movies, but what you are here to listen to, um, on the side of hearing us gab, is um, is our our opinion. So. On the Invisible Man. On the Invisible Man, um, the 2020 Invisible Man. So, um, what would you rate this movie, Paul? Um, out of five, I would honestly because I believe the music played a third character in the mu- on the movie. Interesting. And um, I know that Yvonne didn't have the opportunity to actually sit in a theater to watch it, and it's a it's a different experience. So. Um, I would encourage anyone to actually see it in a theater. Um, Definitely the, the, the third, best way to watch a film, I think. Well, but this movie, the the third character being the music score, um, it, that's what it makes it go from a three to four to me. Okay. Um, the, maybe they just had the music cranked a little bit, but... Um, like it, it elicited a response in you. You really thought yeah, that yeah, it was. Yeah. A and good I have choice. a I have a movie group that we watch the movies. We go to the movies on Thursday night to watch premiere night as a group. And my group was like, like that music was like its own character. Like it drew it. Wow. Like, like, like collectively as a group, you all agreed like that. That mm-hmm. that's awesome. So to me, that's why it was very prevalent that we should review it. And I thought it was. And also, as most people, if you're in the movie, if you like movies, you are aware that January, February, and March are where movies go to die months. Okay, especially January. It's pilot season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, that's because you spend all that money in November and December, and then you got to pay your bills back. So these are movies that the studios may not have a lot of faith in, and it's nice to see um, a really – Decently made. There's a good script. Would you disagree with that? I completely. That other movie was really good. Yeah, great script. Yeah, great script. So, um, and I think I like the different story. Unlike the original Invisible Man or Hollow Man that came out in the mid '90s, where it was really about the bad guy becoming visible. It's about the other person. So dealing with this different story. Yeah. Okay. So my score is a four. Yvonne, what do you rate yours? See, I have a hard time rating it because I, for me, it's between a three or a four. Okay, well, a three is um, still—that's a- average, guys. The so only a four reason is why, above average. yeah, because I feel like I would want to rewatch a four, four and fives are movies I would want to rewatch. Threes, uh, I agree. Yeah, I'm not going to rewatch it. Exactly. Like I, I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed it, 
but I don't feel the need to sit again and watch it again with my friends. So what's wrong with saying cutting the difference and saying 3.5? Nothing. Let's say that. I give it a 3.5. Okay. Um, so you have a fair thing. Maybe maybe I scored it a little higher because... No, but that's a good reason to score it as a 4 because you saw the music as a third. Like that. That's a great accomplishment for the sound designer of the film. Like They're like, yeah, like the whole point is for that the, that the music facilitates the feeling that they want the viewer to feel. I mean, let's just go right into it. Um, specifically, um, there are shots here where the director is literally having this one actress have to act with a chair and you have to believe that he's sitting there and, but she doesn't ultimately know she thinks that she knows, but, but in, but in reality, like all it is, all it is, is the chair. Oh yeah. And, and like she makes it feel like. In, There's something in, there. You know, in the movie, it really looks like he's there, which is so impressive. And they... Yeah, Elizabeth Moss is very interesting. Oh, she's, she's been in so many incredible things, dude. It's, yeah, but she also... It's interesting how she kind of consistently plays the... The victim. Not the victim, but, like, the piercing victim. Like, the victim who is able to overcome their, like, victimhood, which I think is incredibly empowering. Like, it's awesome. But I do want to note that... Character-wise, there was a lot of vibe similarities for like between The Handmaid's Tale and The Invisible Man, and like you know what I mean. Like, a lot of people brought this up. I was watching um, a couple other reviewers yeah. online, and they were bringing up the girlfriend of this one um, reviewer. She brought that up too. Like, there's a definitely a disconnect from the character from that she plays in Handmaid's Tale from the character. I'm like, but. That's a totally different character that's like... But like it doesn't really seem like they are different characters to me. No. Like, like she... And I mean most actors have this... I, I don't want to call but it a problem because at the end of the day they're a person saying these things so they're going to say it in a similar way. Well, maybe, you know, she is maybe being stereotyped or or um, what's the right word? Um, like labeled? Labeled as that type of character and, and person. But that's also good because that means it's going to provide, you know, there, there's always going to be a, she, what she I call well. what I call a character actor. Oh, totally. You're always going to need a character actor. I and mean, she's not even a character actor. She's just like the majority of other actors in Hollywood. They just like they have their niche. And when people see that they do that well, they're cast to do it more. And this was a really smart movie to have a person like that. Like the, the movie was very, very smart. I just was watching it and... I believed everything about everything she did. Like I, I think that she is a good actor, but it, ne- it didn't necessarily challenge the way that I felt about who she was as an actor because she kind of just gave me what I feel like is always given, which is not a bad thing. I just, interesting choice for this specific movie. Do you think they didn't develop the Invisible Man character enough? That you felt scared Ooh, enough. I mean, like, did you? Yeah. Did you feel scared enough? Did, did I wasn't scared watching the movie. I think that the best kind of like pop that they had was when um, the paint. What's the character's was it, name? Was it, was it the paint scene? When yeah, when she was in the attic. When yeah, Elizabeth Moss's characters in the attic, and she paint throws the paint on the guy's face, and then you see him, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like that was a pretty decent like, gotcha. But besides that. He seemed really strong. Like he was able to like pick people up and like throw them and like. But it, it seemed a little. But do you think? Don't you think? 
do you think if they should have established the suit more? But then they went. No, take I'm away- cool with the reveal of it. I actually liked that. I like that it started as like a scary like horror movie where there's a ghost, and then switched to like a, a psychological thriller. So, it, like in Star Wars, you like the fact that at the end of the second movie that they switch up and he goes from being the bad guy to his father. So that's kind of the same thing where that's kind of what it well, is. I don't I don't know exactly what her intention on on using the suit is, but I think this movie is more linked. Remember that it came out like last year or two years ago, maybe even three years ago. It was um the guy who plays uh Professor Xavier in the new series of X Men. Um and he's playing the guy with multiple personalities and he has superpowers at the end of the movie. What's that movie called? Are you talking about the Wolverine movie they made? With- it's not Wolverine, um, but it's... I need to like look it up. There's yeah, a, well, take your time. I'm going to look it up. Um, well, here, this is one of the things that I... While you looked that up, I'm, um, one, I found that the technology didn't seem to be far. So, you know, I think that... In today's society, we could probably make do something, uh, like, something that. like that. So that that sounded plausible. Agreed. Um, I I think that um Split. Mi- that's the movie. Oh yes. Split. I think that this movie has a very similar. Sorry to cut you off. That movie not- has a very similar vibe in which you're watching Split. You're watching Split. You're watching Split. And unless you're aware of where Split fits into like that um uh, segment of films. You're completely thrown off guard when then he turns into like a a mutiny like character, because I didn't know the person I saw it with did, so she wasn't surprised. But when I saw it, I was like, "Oh my, what the heck is going on?" That was kind of like a very similar plot switch flip. But you didn't know that when that movie came out, they didn't tell anyone. It wasn't told that it was part of a trilogy. There were some people who knew somehow because what the person who I was watching it with. When it happened, she looked at me and was just like, "Isn't that crazy?" Like I like in the I mean, way that's that she way like, inside. I knew it. That's way inside. That's that took away the 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 yeah. And I don't remember when I saw it in relation to how long it was out in theaters. So that could have also been it. But um, that's why yeah. like um, it's always funny to uh to watch those uh those scenes where I always go back to the Star Wars scene because it's a very um for our generation. You take the worst character and now you flip flop them. So that's the best scene in the, the Simpsons is Homer's coming out of a date with Marge after seeing in, uh, Empire Strikes Back. And he walks past the entire line of people waiting to get in the movie. He's like, yeah, that's some bullshit that that Darth Vader is Luke's father. And they all like, motherfucker. Because it's, like, it's, it's totally like what? Like that's not like it's it's not believable, you know. Interesting. So um but yeah, no, I so I definitely give it a 3.5. I think that the acting all around was really good. Um I think this uh new wave actor Storm Reed is very interesting. I think that she's going to have a very like compelling career coming up. She played um the daughter, the police officer's daughter. But I will say that I was kind of confused as to why this man um his name in the movie is James, the cop. Why he was allowing this woman to sleep with his daughter in a bed. And why she never woke up when she was walking around the room, like looking, like I get it, like it's it's for suspense and she never wakes up. But. Well, see, that's where I, that's where, 
there has to be a deleted scene that explains like you know i'm gonna yeah. let you i it was just like no that's where stick to me that's where i there's definitely when we talk about hilariosities guys where there's a screw up or there's a scene cut out there like there's mm. got to be something like you're well like it's a simple line you're welcome to you know share my daughter's bed you're you're, you're welcome you know it doesn't make and i'm glad that they never really made her relationship with him um romantic elizabeth moss's character with the the character james what's his name aldis mm-hmm. hodge and i thought he did a great job he's phenomenal he's so good he's yeah. a really good actor and he's super you know, fit and like i like him you know i think if we were in the action world like in the 80s he would be like the next like um um, Claude Van Damme kind of like actually oh, I see. he looks good you know he's yeah got the and great he's face. slender he's not as like and as stocky well, as he, Idris Elba and he's so well spoken he could be a great action hero the thing is we don't make those movies anymore so mm. I think he's gonna be he's gonna be hel- he's gonna be held a little bit harder because his muscles are so bulging that yeah he is ripped you know and then I mean dude I'm totally jealous but like we don't make America doesn't make those movies anymore. That's but why they I, still want to cast actors who look like that, though. And he is a really good actor. Like he, he was, he's, I, yeah. We need, but we need that. We we need I agree. we need more men of diversity. That because how many times do we need to see um, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Boo. He's, he's still a white. Boo. He's still he's still considered to be a white a white male. We need yeah. more men of of color well i, I agree so and, but it's even beyond same. that it's even beyond that just because he's really good so the fact that he's i'm like i i believe this i believe no. you i believe i just little things about the logistics of the movie like the fact that she was in bed with a daughter when there's all this hodge's character is a police officer like who gave his daughter mace you know what i mean like there's just like there's a whole scene missing because sh- we don't see the sister dropping off them at this house she just like starts like washing the dishes i think or or no they talk Mm. about going to the mailbox and i thought it was really weird how we she's safe with her sister driving off and then the next thing we knew we wake up the next morning and she's talking about and it says something about two weeks later um or maybe didn't even say two weeks later but it he's talking about living your life so yeah yeah and i mean i don't i the it was a good movie it made sense from a to b to c and i enjoyed watching it i just was never really scared of what was happening and i did like the plot twist that this was like some technological suit i did like that she came back to the house and she tried to get a confession out of him and when he didn't give it to her she killed him but before we get to that okay let's talk about the the, the the big the big Easter egg in the room mm. is the murdering of the sister in the public. Oh, rest, that was rest. sick. Also, uh, why are there no cameras in any okay, of these places? Okay, well, exactly. I'm like, it, okay, this whole thing would be over. If they just looked at the fucking camera because no knife literally goes from here over like this. Okay, and on top of it, her hand went up like this. So the knife goes sideways across your neck, so left to right, and then it turns and makes a direct handle into her hand and then it hits her hand like this and she's like standing like oh my god yeah like it, like, it makes like sense like there's no way that she like <laughs> but that's why i appreciated like they still like utilize like 
30s-ish tactics. Like in the 30s, if that ever happened, no one would ever know because there's no video cameras to record what's happening. So it makes sense. But in our modern day, like, technological society that's why i'm like what is going on that's why in you know as as a movie maker and someone who's done documentaries if i ever do decide to make a full-length movie i'm probably going to set it in the 80s or later Mm. because i want to have the access to make a movie without restrictions because if you make a movie today you have to worry about cell phones you have to worry about um electrical uh um things like video cameras and sensors and all that kind of stuff so a movie like that i've always debated there's no way that you can make die hard today okay one everyone would have a cell phone two okay so McLean would just call out. He wouldn't need a walkie-talkie, okay? So that all that bullshit, uh, and then him listening on the walkie-talkie, <laughs> McLean. No, he'd just be like, <laughs> just call the police. Yeah, this fucker is like, uh, I don't know his issue. And then well, they're they, remaking Mission Impossible. That's kind of similar to Die Hard, isn't it? No, Die Hard is about breaking into a vault and cutting the power and then getting away. Isn't then, that what Tom Cruise, like he's like, in mission the vent, of, and then he like and then he's like hanging over the ground. No, like, that's oh. just one mission, dude. But Mission Impossible is about it's about individual stories. So, mm, gotcha. so the, the I just mean the whole vibe. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I I just think it's just really hard to tell uh, a movie today because oh well he was on camera oh he had a cell phone oh that sensor hit him. You know, oh, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, were, was this suit like, I know it wasn't bulletproof because she shot the guy and it was his brother. Well, so it was wasn't bulletproof, thing. but she also stabbed him hella times. Well, see, that's the thing that I think that they didn't establish, but I think my brain kind of, I think that it had um, the federal government is working on these um, assist suits. So, for example, if you're a soldier, you would climb into it. So mm. on a video game, they call it mech suit. But a mech suit is something that it looks like a, a wired unit, and it's like 10 times your size. Mm. But my brain is saying, okay, look, just go with it. That Imagine if it was skin thin. Oh. So it gave you like you could jump higher. You could. That's where you were saying, "Well, how does he lift?" Well, he lifted up because the suit gave him enough leverage to. Uh, Got it. Okay. Got it. That's your your I'm, explanation. That's where I'm like, okay, I can go with this. Okay. Yeah. That's if I was watching it in the 70s or the 80s, I'm like, what the? Heck? There's, you know, we the technology is not small enough. Okay, because we already. That's why I asked you. Did you believe that the technology? was believable so you said yes so it was believe- so maybe that- to not not to that extent but i i think that something like to the it was logical eye, it was yeah lo- yeah that's one okay so the other thing that um if we ever get in a situation like that for christ's sake go get some fucking powder or liquid or turn the fucking hose on dude like <laughs> they're 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 invisible but Liquid and like physical objects still have to interact with them. Yeah. And I did like the idea because I've always 
maybe it's just I'm weird, but I've always, of all the superpowers, I've always thought invisibility would be cool because you can go anywhere you want. That means that you can get on a plane and you can fly anywhere. I mean, maybe you'd want to go into a girl's locker room. Yes. Oh, child. gosh, Paul. <laughs> as oh, a child, but, you know, I mean, as a child, um, but like, but the other thing of being, if you could have a power, you could, you could just go anywhere you want. You could go to a, uh, go to a wrestling event, and then, you know, if you had a power, then you. That's re- what you would use your invisibility on: going to girls' locker rooms and <laughs> wrestling matches. Paul, boo. <laughs> I'm just saying. My my point <laughs> is funny. that um, the the other thing that that they, in my opinion, they did a really good job because if it was a formula, okay, because they never really explained this, but you have to think about this. You're going to be um, exposed to all of the climate. So if you're an invisible person and it's negative four degrees out, that means that you're walking around in negative four degrees. So that means that your things are out and all that kind of stuff because you have to be invisible. So I like that this movie took it away from being a potion to being a physical suit. That's why he's protected. He's always warm. Gotcha. And that's why I like that this is more of a legit kind of way of telling an invisible story because he could literally never be cold. He can never be warm. He's protected. Even his face is covered. That was like, yeah. And uh, in all invisible movies that I've seen, Hollow Man, the original five movies from Universal, um, it's a potion and literally like, you know, you can you could punch him in the face and you punch him in the physical face. There's nothing protecting him. Yeah. Cause if he had something on, then you'd see it. Gotcha. That makes sense. So he's just like a naked guy running around. Yes. And I, that was the always thing. It's like, that's yeah, they not definitely cool. Did a, that's not cool. Like, <laughs> but I would like to have shorts on, you know, yeah, I feel or you. jacket. I feel but you. you don't have a visible jacket. It's just a shorts. different vibe because if they were to make the real invisible man right now, it would totally be a comedy because he's a naked dude running around. Yes. You know what I mean? Well, it, there, but there's also been other ways to do it. Like, um, I know that Mr. Jello man, um, um, Mr. Jello man, Mr. Cosby is not the, but there was a movie that he played an invisible man and a ghost. Um, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, In my father's shoes or something like that. And that's in the perspective of his son. Right. Yeah. So, um, and so it all depends on how they write the movie. So, I, when I saw the murder scene with a sister, I was like, oh my God, that, uh, that's what set me that there was a great movie. Um, you didn't sound like you were completely hit by that moment. Um, I love the last 30 seconds. Um, it, it's total, but kind redu- of predictable. Total redu- yeah, but total redemption. Like I feel sometimes like it was like a less powerful Midsommar moment. To me, like I agree, it was a good way to tie in the movie. It was a nice little. I bow, mean, yeah, you're right. She like, murders him at the end, and and, and then and she's she smiling it. and grinning. Yeah, and it just moved me less. And because he, something he was about such her. a bastard too, so he deserved it. And she, and she just had like oh, also she had the community behind her, so maybe that's why I felt more like oh wow, this is a great moment because one, I was questioning why she was walking away from the crime scene from the get. Like, why are you calling the cops saying he killed himself when it's him getting his throat slit and then leaving after you called the police? Well, like, why are you leaving? 
That doesn't sound like the smartest idea at all. It I sounds like you killed him and wait, ran wait, away. But <laughs> I, okay, here, here's one of the things. It takes upwards of um, maybe 30 minutes for a murder because it's already happened. Like the, she mm. said, it's a, like it's self So they're not going to send the police directly there. And because her friend probably said, I, I take point on it, she knew she had enough time to take the jack, to take the unit, and then she's going to probably go to her car. So I don't see that's your... Again, I'm, assuming, again, I'm assuming that right. she's leaving. I don't think she left. I think all she did was she took that bag, she put it in her car, and then she's going to hang around, answer the questions. Because and everything... Yeah, and then she's going to be, peace out, fucker. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I was because she's confused. not going to put... Why would she put all that money in jeopardy? Because she's True. not stupid. True. Because she still gets that money. Remember, she's Yeah, still... because although she committed a crime, she actually didn't commit a crime. No, so she's she gets the money. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It was a good flex. Great flex. I enjoyed the movie. It just wasn't something that I like was inspired by or like need to watch again. Oh, no. You I, know what I mean, but I think it's a definitely a movie you should watch. Agreed. If, it, if it's a um, Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon and it comes on, um and Personal, or literally go see it in theaters. Like or personally, I would really in- encourage you to see it in theaters. Yeah, because you're right. I can see because I watch it on my TV, and my TV can be loud, but it's not a movie theater screen. You know, hey, I I wish everyone could get the privilege of getting a screener like yourself. You know, you should be lucky. You know, <laughs> you know, you need to like give me those leads so I can get a screener too. You I know? got you. I know. I got you. I know. <laughs> you know. One day, Yvonne's going to give me his screener list of, uh, of contacts. You Boom. Know? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, again, my review is a 4 out of 5. Yvonne's I, is a 3.5. Yep, 3.5. Um, what do you think you want to uh, review upcoming? I know we've been talking about... Um, um, we've been talking about that one murder mo- movie called... Um, Ready or not. Yes, yes. And I really need to add that. I really love this movie, guys. I begged them to watch um my friends to be, uh, to watch it. So I'm I've I've got it in his year. So we're um, definitely gonna do that one. I, I, I'm really looking forward. Um I personally am looking forward to James Bond, so I hope yes, that you would want yes, to uh to definitely. review that. And then um there's gonna be a couple In the Heights. Yes. In the Heights. We have to review in the Heights. Um, I know it's I know it's just a cartoon, but in the I, heights? I, no, no, no. Oh, um, I I would love for us to review onward because it's yes. just a, it's a a very simple story. Okay, you know, um, it's about two kids, um, coming to age and their father leaves them a magical stick, and he, uh, is dead for ten years and only half of his body, um comes back to to life and they have to go on a journey to to discover um how to recover his entire body oh whoa <laughs> oh whoa and, and that's a disney movie <laughs> oh dang <laughs> i'm like um, okay the new mutants what's that about do you know anything so about that? that is the last official movie made by fox um maybe not the last movie from fox specifically but it's the last x-men movie from fox oh and the, uh, the and what the movie is actually the movie was actually made three years ago and it was put on the shelf for multiple reasons it, they had a couple of reshoots but the concept behind that movie is 
it's a horror movie. So imagine all of those X-Men powers with a horror theme, like very like like scary, like jump out scares and things coming. Out I like of that. Things coming. So out kind of, of so kind of like spl- uh, split. Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, I would say keep things at and like at bay, but like hope for like and like a, just a breakout success so that you know Fox can give the middle finger you know to Disney at the end because I really they literally was put on the um it was supposed to come out. 16 months ago mm. and Disney told them to put it on the shelf. Um, they had concerns, but Disney has concerns about a lot of movies. They have, um, the one problem with Disney is that, um, they don't like really violent movies and sexual movies. And yeah, and well, so they're Disney. The, yeah. Yeah. Well, but like they have a whole nother division. That's why they have, um, is Watchmen on Disney plus no, um, or is that HBO? The miniseries is on HBO. Okay. But I think it's owned by Universal. Because didn't Universal do the movie? Yes, I think. Or was it Warner Brothers? I honestly don't know. I th- I don't know. I think it was Warner Brothers. I think I take it back. I think. Um, so I'm really concerned what's going to happen with Deadpool because there's supposedly Boom. a third movie coming out. And under Disney, I think that Deadpool could be totally neutered because um that character no matter matter if you like the two movies if you take out the over the top gross humor and sarcastic and and vulgar language you're left with like nothing because yeah that's deadpool (laughs) like what i know so um i mean my comment back to you is in the 90s that's why they made miramax i don't know not Miramax, um, Touchstone, Touchstone, Touchstone. Touchstone is their adult product. Gotcha. Okay. So Touchstone is where they would um, release their release adult, their adult movies. movies. Interesting. So, um, you know, that they're just not going to release them as Disney movies. So hmm. that's why I do like... I don't know if you've been paying attention, but um, 20th century is still going to be around. It's going to be called 20th century studios, then calling 20th century Fox. Interesting. And uh, spot spotlight is the spotlight studios, which was originally called Fox spotlight studios. It's going to be spotlight Spotlight studios. Now they're just removing themselves from, well, they're removing Fox specifically because Fox still, still exists because Fox Corp and Fox News mm-hmm. and Fox Sports. It's still in existence, yeah. Right. So, but that's good as f- for you as an actor too because that means that they are still willing to make edgy content. True. Because they're going to produce it and put it underneath the Fox 20, 20th century and spot. Now, to me, I don't know how much you are realized about Spotlight, but Spotlight is what most people consider to be like the gem and like, that's where all of the like the indie projects, a lot of indie projects came out of Spotlight. So even though it has, they've, from what I've read, they fired a lot of people out of Spotlight. A lot of people. Dang. It's um, it's still a spot for you as an actor to have an opportunity to to work with Disney 
and have some really cool projects. So hopefully Spotlight will be perm- will be yeah. will be uh, funded in the proper man manner. So we shall see. I guess. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, question before we leave. Cool. Okay, because it's in our industry. Um. What do you think with, um, Bob Iger stepping down, and the new gentleman that was head of, um, Walt Disney Parks. Uh, Walt Disney World Parks stepping up and being the the new uh, CFO for Walt Disney. What do you think of that? I mean, my brain is not geared towards logistical business. Um, they're such a big entity that it's so that doesn't con- that doesn't concern it doesn't you really con- as an actor. No, not necessarily that it doesn't. Well, yeah, no, they just they seem to be too big to move. You know what I mean? So it's like the, even. Well, with the I, recent change of CFO, yeah. Well, the, what's well? I guess for the next, I guess the twelve to twelve to sixteen months, because Iger's contract's up at the end of twenty one, and he's been tasked to be in sole sole um, responsibility of Disney Plus, mm. which would definitely affect your ability because they are making original content. Yeah, so. Um, and Iger is very like um, willing to spend money, and his new replacement at CFO is not willing. He's known for taking corners mm. and not spending money, so I'm concerned that in the next 16 months, when Iger steps out, that we're going to see a huge dip in both 20th Century Fox, Dang, uh, well, Spotlight, I- um, um, all of these. Um, other third projects, and and I'm I'm really concerned that the entire Disney ecosystem could take a step back. That's interesting, um, and that's what, and I think that that's, that would just be a dumb move because I mean I feel like Disney Plus has like, unless I'm wrong about this, like as proof of concept, like people have Disney Plus, people enjoy having Disney Plus. I just so, hope they realize you have to spend money to make more money. Yeah, like, and I don't. You and sometimes have to pay to be the best, and Disney's the best right now. But so they've why gone. They but dial back. it's sad. But there's actually been a track record with Disney specifically, where they've gone through cycles of ten years where they've not spent money for like ten years, and then they got in a hole. Um, specifically, after Walt died, for ten years they did what would Walt do, and then. They got in a situation where a third party tried to uh, overtake the company and buy a majority of the stake and mm. do a and do a hostile takeover where you buy a majority of the stock on the open stock market to buy a board seat and then you vote everyone out. That's yeah. a hostile takeover. Yeah, yeah. And I'm concerned that that not, not that would not necessarily happen because it would take so much money to buy all those stock. Okay, that's like trillions of dollars to, to be able to do that. I don't think that is going to happen, but Disney holds so many electronic. They own Marvel, Star Wars. They own The Simpsons. They own Family Guy. They own um, Jaws. They own it. They own Aliens. They own um, like all of these electrical ideas. And if they just decide to just be more picky uh, and they're already picky company. I mean, and what if, and it only takes like a couple bad movies and then they get even more paranoid. Yeah. That's what I'm concerned about. So I feel you because I, I feel that 
Iger was willing to like spend money, like, and he's had mistakes. Okay, it's out there. Like, okay, we've discussed Marvel. Marvel has these twenty movies that did really well, but then I feel that Star Wars went bad. But he was still willing to give all this money to towards Star Wars. I don't know if his new predecessor is. So that was my concern. So yeah, I mean, if you're not concerned, one. that's good. I mean, you're in the industry. You don't. It's not that I'm. It's not that I'm not concerned. It's just I personally have no stake or ability to even influence anything. So why am I going to feel some kind of way? True. You know what I mean? Like at the, it's out of my hands. So. I mean, it's good that you have that. It would be sick if Disney continues to produce original content on Disney Plus because you're right. Like I, as an upcoming like newer actor who can fit that mold, that's work that I could potentially have. But my, my, do I also want to be on Disney Plus? I don't know if creatively that's well, where I want to be. It's not even just Disney Plus. I'm just kidding. I want to be on it. <laughs> if you're listening right now, I want to be on your platform. Please hire me and cast me ASAP. Yvonne, I don't even think it's, I don't think it's just about Disney Plus. <laughs> Remember, they, they own a third of the Everything. entire. Yeah. Okay. So it's not just about Disney Plus. They own, they made, they had um, last year's movie total. Out of the 10, they had seven of the most profitable movies of the entire year. Yeah, that's sick. that's that that's an industry problem. Okay. And and like to me, for you and also for people that want to buy movies and also want to make movies and be in the business, I don't want to see more consolidation. Like yeah, like in the in the phone business. It's good that you have four providers. I wish we had more, but now Verizon and Sprint are um, not Verizon, um, T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together. That means we're going to have two, three providers. Okay, that means less. That means less options for the consumer. Yeah, and less options. Boom for, monopolies. Right, exactly. So we don't want Disney, and then we want we don't want Universal and and Warner Brothers to. That would be crazy, dude. Yeah, I feel you. Like we that, want Sundance. We want Indies. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. And that gives everyone options for you as well because if if you had two monopolies, okay? Because to me, this is what we're going to. We're going to like two or three movie monopolies, okay? Yeah. And indie studios, okay? If that happens, dude, legitimately, your job options are limited on top of your pay scale and also... So that's what scares me. And if I ever were to some for some reason not creatively vibe with one, I only have one other shot. Really. And if you burn yourself, which could happen easily, because yeah, because you know, hey, Shit wake up, wake up, people! I love you guys all, but you know, you know, sometimes you it, all you have to do is smile at someone and they write you off, you know, yeah. and you know it, it's sad, but it, yeah, I guess we'll just see where it goes. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, for the, <laughs> this has been the review of of the Invisible Man. I'm your host, Paul. My co-host is Yvonne Carlos, and deuces. <laughs>